You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Worship is for real. Come on, then give him the highest praise. Hallelujah! It's the highest praise. If your worship is for real, we bless you, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We lift you up on this morning, God. And our worship is for real. together and bless a living God on this morning. You can do better than that. I said put your hands together and bless our living God on this morning. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Praise and worship team. We thank God for you on this morning and we bless God for the worship ministry that goes before us each and every Sunday morning and prepares the way. They pave the way. They Create an atmosphere for the word of God to come forth. And we thank you for that on this morning. Amen, amen, and amen. We bless God for today, another day that he has made. We are choosing. Come on, y'all. We're choosing to rejoice and be glad in it. You can be sad. You can be mad. You can be frustrated. But it's a choice to be glad in the day that the Lord has made. Amen. 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 Let's bless God for our bishop. He is out, as Lady T said on this morning. Put your hands together and bless God for the under-shepherd of this house. Yes, the, the, the man of God of this house, our bishop. And we pray, Lord God, right now this morning that you would bless our bishop right where he is as he goes forth on a Sunday morning to bless another ministry on today. We bless God for him and thank God for his trustfulness in each and every one of us. And you all help make this service possible. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and bless God for Lady T. She stays here and holds it down when he's here, when he's not here, and when he's gone away. She's blessing her man of God and we thank God for him as well. ministry bless God for your ministry and thank you for being the kind of first lady that you are that is just here for each and every one of us and so genuine in your worship amen so genuine in your encouragement so genuine in your praise we bless God for you and we're going to be celebrating on this coming weekend y'all know what time it is it's glow weekend lady T is going to be hosting a time of fellowship a time worship a time of praise for the glow ministry and fellas fellas 
Trust me when I say this, you do not want to miss an opportunity to be blessed by what the Globe Ministry is going to be doing on this weekend. We're looking forward to another amazing conference, Lady T, and we bless God for the people that you have assigned to be with us on this coming weekend and look forward to it just being another awesome, awesome time of praise and worship. I bless God for my lovely wife. She is always there cheering me on with her Spanish accent. Go, baby, go, baby, go. It just makes me sweat, y'all. I'm telling you, I just... I get all weak in the knees, and I hear that little accent, and it just, whoo, I tell you, girl, I'm trying to preach. I'm trying to preach. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, y'all, listen. We are talking on faith on this morning. I believe that God has a word in store for us on this morning. Now, we've been dealing with faith all month, right? And, and it's hard to come in week five, week six, and talk about faith as if it's new to you, and I'm praying that, that it's just going to enhance uh, what you already know and encourage you in your walk of faith. We're also right in uh, the first third of our I Believe campaign, amen, amen, the I Believe campaign where we're looking to build out Impact Academy upstairs and have a place of worship for our youth, for our children, to support them. And we bless God for all of you who have already made a, a financial commitment to our I Believe campaign. And those of you who have started making payments on that as well. We've started in month of October and we'll continue in, in November and December. We'll wrap it up in December. But we bless God for the commitments that we have already received and the progress that we have made. We're a little bit uh, almost halfway there on our pledge commitments. And so... Uh, we got two months to, to, to get it to where we need it to be, y'all. And we bless God that it, we, our faith will get us there. Amen? By faith, we will get there. All right, let's turn to our Bibles for the Word of God on this morning. Your scripture is going to be coming from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to read the first. We know the first verse very well. And I want to read the first through the seventh verse into your hearing on this morning. Hebrews 11, verses one through seven, when you have it and you're ready, say, I'm with you, Elder. I'm with you. Amen, amen. I'm with you, too, and I bless God for you all being here supportive, as you always are when I get to be on task to minister. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report, a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death as was not, and, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then finally, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. And God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Why don't you bow your heads just for a brief moment of prayer. Father God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you. We give you glory and honor for this day that you have allowed us to see, oh God. We pray this morning, Lord God, that you would give us ears to hear, give us a mind to comprehend and a heart to understand and absorb the word that you have for us on today. We will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, say bless God. Thank God. Amen, amen, amen. You may take your seats on this morning. I have given our subject teaching on this morning the topic, Does Your Faith Profit? And I would tell you to look at your neighbor, but we're not going to do that this morning. I just want you to pat yourself on the chest and say, does my faith profit? Come on, say it like you mean it. Does my faith profit? And you may not have the answer to that right now, but my prayer is by midway and certainly the end of our sermon on this morning that you'll be able to answer with confidence whether your faith profits. The book of Hebrews is clearly on another level when talking about faith. It stands apart from any of its preceding books and is deeply rooted in religion and rooted in the common phrases of the Lord and commonly known as the Hall of Faith. It's called the Hall of Faith because similar to a Hall of Fame, there's a lot of heroes listed in Hebrews specifically chapter 11. It's written by the Apostle Paul, and it provides us with an extended account of both a description and a demonstration of faith. Hebrews threads a needle of relationship through New Testament understanding of Jesus Christ and Old Testament revelation of Jehovah God. Chapter 11, in particular, Paul's objective is to show that faith in divine promises has been around for all ages, demonstrating the nature and the efficacy and the power of our walk with God. Biblical faith requires us to understand and to accept that we need a relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible tells us that it is impossible to exercise in faith without having a relationship with God. The only time that you come to God cannot be when you're in dire need or in a perilous situation. That can't be the only time, beloved. Looking to God to get you out of a mess that you created, a mess that you walked in willingly, didn't talk to God in the planning, didn't seek his face in the preparation, didn't talk to God in your pursuit and in your possession, but now you need and are asking for his help. Having built the infrastructure, you haven't 
spent time building the infrastructure of a relationship with God, and you want to use God because you're in trouble. Trying to get God to move on your behalf when you don't speak to him, you don't talk to him, you don't worship him, you don't serve him, you won't give, you won't seek his face, and you're not living for the Lord and Savior. And then in your time of trouble, you show up expecting God to move. And when he doesn't, you have the nerve to have an attitude. Amen. Come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. You got to understand that miracles begin with relationships. You need to have a relationship. Even in your carnal understanding of relationships, relationships don't move when you don't. It takes effort on your part. And, and the thinking person, beloved, the thinking person wants to know all there is to know and all there is to learn about faith. Proverbs 23 tells us this way that, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I know that you're a thinking person, Impact. I know that you're a thinking person because you're here on this morning. You're streaming this service on this morning, this broadcast, because you know we've been talking about faith and you want to know more about faith. Amen? Amen. You're a cerebral person and you're a, 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 under, a understanding being that wants to know all that God has about has to give to us about faith. Faith is the foundation, the very foundation of our relationship with God, and it's the means by which we receive eternal life. And before I go too far into talking about faith, let me distinguish some differences there are in faith. There are different types of faith. There is saving faith. That's different from the gift of faith. There's a gift of faith, and then there's also living by faith. Saving faith is that it's that firm conviction and trust in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. It's what we put our trust in to receive our salvation. It's the pathway to us receiving salvation. Then there's the gift of faith. And the gift of faith is one of the nine spiritual gifts that's identified in 1 Corinthians 12. And some Christians are giving, are given the spiritual gift of faith as they are other spiritual gifts by the Holy Spirit. And their job is to, is to provide the body of Christ with the exceptional confidence and the trust and the promises and, and the power and the presence of God. And if you have that gift, I bless God for you because in this day and age that we live in, we can all use some encouragement. But here in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, we're talking about living by faith. God desires that each of us as believers walk living in faith. This is not faith in faith. This is faith in God. Resting in, in who he is and believing on his promises and, and putting our actions alongside what God desires to do with us in faith. So what does it mean to live by faith, Elder? And I'm glad you asked because you know I have something to say about it. Does it mean that you don't save for retirement because that might suggest that you don't trust God with your future? Does it mean that you jump in the river full of alligators and swim alongside them 
because you have faith that God will protect you? Does it mean that you shouldn't take your blood pressure medicine and you know that your blood pressure is way up to here because you believe that God is your healer? We could make the argument that these are kinds of faith. We could also make the argument that everyone lives by some kind of faith, right? Driving on 285, you living by faith. You living by faith that them other folk is going to follow the rules of the road and the laws and not creep up on you and cause havoc, amen? Not get you caught up in something you ain't trying to get caught up in. That's faith. When you fill up your car at the gas station, right? You're living by faith. You're living by faith that the amount of gas that's going in your tank, which you can't see, matches the amount that you're going to be charged for when you pay for that gas, which you can see. That's faith, right? I don't know any other way to get under there and make sure that my tank have what I put in there. But that's not what faith is. Faith is not blind optimism. It's not putting your faith in, I'm not sure what's going on, but I just hope that I've got 10 gallons because I put 10 gallons of gas, $10 worth of gas in there. It's not a positive feeling, or I should say it's not just a positive feeling. In fact, it's not a feeling at all because feelings are emotions, and emotions change when circumstances change. So that can't be faith because faith is a solid and a firm foundation of conviction that you understand and know and believe God in. It's not a manufactured hope-so kind of attitude. That's baseless in its foundation. We call that wishful thinking. It's not an intellectual belief in God. Oh, I'm so smart. I'm so educated that I know that I have the understanding of what the, what the Bible says. But Satan believed in God too. He shown up did, didn't he? But when you're walking and you're living by faith, you are convinced that what we believe is right, what we believe is real, what we believe is reliable is the object of our faith. And it's rooted in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So the demonstration of faith that we see here in chapter 11 shows us that living by faith makes our hope tangibly real. And it's important, beloved, it's, it's important that Faith makes our hope tangible because the blessings that we claim in faith are spiritual. It's the assurance that God is going to do what he promised to do. And as Christians, while we're living by faith, we're, it involves us seeing without seeing. It's a confident expectation in the word of God. It is seeing before you see it so that when you do see it, you can receive it. Should I say that again? It is seeing without seeing so that when you do see it, you can receive it. It's seeing it in the spirit so that when you see it in the natural, you'll be able to receive it. Amen? Living by faith is adding the word of God to, to what you believe God for and what you hear and what you read uh, because that's how God expects us to act in faith. And, and that's not easy. I'll be honest. It's not easy to walk in faith, to live by faith. Because if there's nothing in your faith that disturbs your mind, nothing in your faith that humbles your spirit, nothing in your faith that knocks you to your knees and challenges your vision, you may want to reassess 
your definition of faith. Because living by faith, is, it's a struggle, Deacon Evans. It's, it's tough. It's not easy. It, it's a conflict. It's a, it's a conflict between where I am and where I ought to be. It's a conflict between what I feel and what God has called me to be. Living by faith, is, it provides me a distance. There's a, a difference between my passion and my body calling out for my spirit. Real faith is always a war. There's always some, some separation between what you hear and where you are. If it were not separation between what you hear and where you are, it wouldn't require faith. Now, would it? Because if there were no separation, you would be able to handle that on your own. Why are you calling God for stuff that you can handle on your own? So the separation is what requires faith. And, and it's a struggle, I promise you, beloved. It's a struggle between the holy you and the human you. It's like twins struggling in the womb. You, you can't get rid of one for the sake of the other. And, and so we live, Elder Emma, we live with these twins struggling in our wombs, never able to abort one for the other. See, living by faith is, is the substance of things hoped for. And I'm going to circle back to the substance part, but let's talk a little bit about hope. Because all too often, our hope is not the biblical idea of hope. We may hope that the 49ers win this weekend. Or hope that the weather is going to be good again tomorrow. But that's, that's wishful thinking, Deacon Cam. That's, it's, it's wishful thinking. It's hope without a basis of a foundation. And that's not the same hope that referencing spiritual walk with Jesus. The thing that makes our hope different is God. It's, it's God, and it's from knowing him and having a relationship with him, having a confident expectation based on his faithfulness, based on what he's already done. He created the universe out of nothingness. He created it by speaking a word. And the reason that, that Paul is talking to us in Hebrews 11 about faith and going through this hall of fame, this hall of faith, because he wants to show us that there's not a single situation that we could ever experience or that we could ever go through that someone before us has not already shown us. The thing that makes our hope different and makes our hope reliable is that we trust in a God who has proven to be faithful. And Romans 4 helps us shine a light on this struggle. Romans 4 verses 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear. It says, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us all, as well as them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. It was not being mixed with the faith in those who heard it. So this text is advising us, Impact, that as we struggle on the inside, that it has something to do with our struggle on the outside. It has a lot to do with the fact that we are wrestling to enter into a rest that God has promised us. 
But it also warns us that if we don't learn from the lessons of those who have gone before us, that we will die in the same place that they did. So the text says to us, let us fear. Wait a minute, Elder, is God telling me to fear? The same God who did not give me the spirit of fear? Is God telling me to fear here, Elder, because I'm confused and I'm not quite understanding? Is that a contradiction? No, it's not a contradiction. In fact, it's a collaboration. The text is saying here something that I should be afraid of. Let us therefore fear that we would live and die and not reach what God promised us in faith. Not being afraid of the wrong thing, because the wrong thing is fear of those around you. You should be afraid of not adding faith to your word that you receive on a weekly basis. What you hear, what you read, and what you hope to accomplish that God has already given you is being created in faith. This hope challenges us to starve our doubt and feed our faith. Not settling for shortness when, when you have greatness on the inside of you. Don't give up the fight before you actually even start to walk. Not settle for those things that God did not call you to, but receive those things that God expecting of you. There's a profitability of mixing the word with your faith. You, any of you think that you could have survived, and you may, there may be some of you, but I've always had this thing in my mind that wanders uh, about slavery. And, and my mom and, and my grandmothers would talk to me about it when I was younger. Now, I used to say to mom, just thank God that I didn't grow up during the time of slavery. Because I wouldn't have made it, y'all. I'm sure I would not have made it. But we don't control when we're born, and we don't control where we're born. That is divine intervention. God has divinely called each and every one of us for a time such as this. And, and, and we're suited for this time. We are called to a time where we need to stand up for what we believe in, that we should stand up for our faith, that we should stand up for our youth, that we should stand up for the children that we're working in this I Believe campaign in to support them because they're hearing all kinds of alternative truths and all kinds of things that are not of God. We want to build a place where they can grow up in an environment that encourages them, in an environment where they receive an understanding of who God is. And that's why we've endeavored to build the Impact Academy. It's our, it's our plight. We weren't called into slavery. This is our plight. It's our fight. It's our time to stand up and do what God has called us to do. And it's going to take all of us in faith and with action. Our faith must mingle with every word and be exercised while we hear it. And here's the caution in verse 2. It explains to us why. It says, for indeed, the gospel was preached to all of us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them because it was not being mixed with the faith in those who heard. So let me first make sure we all understand what profit is. Let me take you to your finance 101 class. The profit is what you have left when the transaction is over, right? Profit 
is what you have after you have subtracted all of your expenses, and it's what you have left. You are not profitable if you finish in the red. You are not profitable if you break even. That is an unprofitable situation. You can only determine profit when you have paid everything that you owe, and what remains is profit. The text is warning us that we can have transactions every Sunday morning. You can come in here, you can receive the word that our bishop and our first lady teaches us. They're sending out the word and they're sowing the word to us. And you can have that transaction, but not receive a profit. Because your, the word is not being mixed with your faith. The way to profit is not just to hear the word. Because the word is like a sower sowing seeds. It depends on the ground on which it falls. And if the ground is not fertile to receive, the ground is you, by the way, not the church. The ground is you. The word comes forth, and you're the ground. And if you're not receiving the word in fertile ground, and a willingness to do something with it, to combine the word with your faith and put your faith in action, you won't get a harvest. And with faith, every action requires an equal and opposite reaction, right? When God sends out the word, you have to send out your faith to catch the word. Because if you don't send out your faith to catch the word that God sends out, the word won't profit you. And it's not because there's something wrong with the word, Lady T. The word is good. It's because you didn't have the faith to mix it with the word. And God is telling us, beloved, he's telling us, if I send you the word, thank you, dear. If I send you the word, you will not reap a harvest off the word alone. Not just the word, not the word alone, because the promises will not come to you until you mix the word with your faith. That's when the promise comes. The word can go forth every day, but if it's not mixed with your faith, it will not profit you. And so the word, the word, Elder Vernon, the word did not profit them. It did not profit them. God is saying, I'm going to bring you the word, and you bring me your faith, and you bring me your actions. And if you bring your faith to correspond with my word, I'll make sure that it's profitable. Because when you take faith and word and action and you mix it all together, God can do some extraordinary things in us and through us, impact, amen? But come on now, y'all walking in faith, you living by faith, is, the word, is, is faith going to profit you is the question. That's the question this morning. So I want to close this teaching, beloved, with this thought. We don't just come to church because it's fashionable. Or do we? We don't come to church just to look good and to impress somebody. I know I look good. And I know, thank you, baby. And I know I'm impressive. But that's not why I come to church. I come to church so that my faith will have something to lay hold to. See, faith has to have some substance impact. It's, it's got to have something that you can rely on. 
and, and faith is only as meaningful as the stuff that it's attached to. So we have to make sure that our faith gets attached to the word. Because if you got faith in bad substance, then your faith is going to be insufficient. No matter how much faith you have. We know that the substance that you get here at Impact can support the weight of your faith. But can your faith support the weight of the word? The amount of your faith is not tied to how much faith you have. It's tied to how adequate the substance is that you support. A little faith in significant substance renders great results. That's why the Bible says the faith of a mustard seed. That's all he needs, uh, uh, infinitesimal, just the, the smallest amount of your faith because he knows that the word will make great any desire that you have. You can have a boatload of faith, but you have it in insufficient substance, it won't produce any results. So if you have faith in significant substance, it renders great results. You can have a boatload of faith in insignificant substance and get no product. Produ pro productivity from it whatsoever. But what makes faith faith is the substance that it's attached to. So until you're ready to stop being cute and start responding to the word that you receive, the word that, that our pastor sows out to us in the vision that he casts out to us, that's the substance, y'all. Until we combine that with our faith and our action because when the enemy comes in like a flood, come on, somebody. I, am I the only one that had problems? That when the enemy comes in like a flood, your faith will profit. When that test comes back positive that you were not expecting a positive on, your faith needs to profit you. When the accountant says that, I don't know, these numbers ain't adding up and you probably going to lose everything, will your faith profit you? When it looks like you don't have the rent money for the coming month, will your faith profit you? Whatever struggle that you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what the naysayers are saying to you, God has the word that can fix your situation. And it's the word, beloved, it's the substance, it's the faith, it's the belief, it's the actions that causes God to move. The devil don't care how much you believe as long as you believe and you sit down. Because all the faith in the world is not going to render any results without action. The devil wants you to hear the word and go sit back down. Go sit back down. Because as long as you're sitting there, I don't have to worry about you. I don't have to worry about you. But the enemy gets nervous when you start to mix your faith with the word and start walking in action. Our faith impact, it needs to be living a life, acting as if God is telling the truth. You don't have to already have received the blessing to know that the blessing is coming. If he said it in his word, he will bring it to pass. So all you have to do is act like God is telling the truth. Because when you act like he's telling the truth, you have combined your faith 
with the word and your action that will move you in a direction that God desires to bless each and every one of us in. Faith in action. It's not just thinking faith. It's not just feeling faith. It's also actually combining faith with action and word and letting God do the rest. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it isn't so, in order that it might be so, because God said so. Acting like, acting like, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, because he said so. We become heroes impact in the Faith Hall of Fame when we combine our faith with the word of God that comes forth from our spiritual mothers and fathers and do what God has called us to do. He's called us to act on this morning impact. He's called us to do what only we can do. We have been called. Y'all could have been born back in the 1800s and life would have been a lot different than it is today. But I believe that God has called us as a group of warriors to stand in the gap fight the fight that he has for us on today. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and bless God for the word. Come on, bless God for the word. It's not my word. It's not because of me. It's his word. It's his word. Amen. Amen. And I would like to pray with you this morning, Impact. If you know that your faith can use some encouragement, and who doesn't, right? Nobody's faith perfect. Meet me here at the altar this morning. I want to pray with those faith warriors, with those who know you got some faith, as Bishop said last week, but help my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief. Because someone can benefit from your testimony. You can encourage somebody. Somebody can encourage you. They may have already gone through what you want. And your testimony can help them. And likewise, their testimony can help you. Why don't you bow your heads this morning? Father God, we thank you for this word. We pray, Lord God, that they did not hear these. Your people did not hear the voice of Elder Wayne, Father God, we pray that they heard the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that the word would not return to them void, Lord God, as you have proclaimed in your word this morning, that whatever we send out, Lord God, it will not return to you. We pray, Father God, that the prayers of these individuals who are standing before your altar on this morning, Lord God, that they will receive the encouragement they need, that they would receive the support that they need, Lord God, that they would step out in the faith that you have called each and every one of us to walk in. We pray, Father God, that every word that you have given to our bishop, the vision, Father God, for this house, the vision, God, for our house, that it will come to pass. And it will come to pass, Lord God, because it's your word and our faith 
Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together and bless God on this morning. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.